This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Growing Your Financial Business, the Woman's Way podcast. I'm Robin Crane, and I was a financial advisor for over a decade. But before that, I was a singer-songwriter. And now, even as a mom of three with a teenager, toddler, and a baby, I run a seven-figure business helping women in financial services grow their businesses and make a bigger impact. In this podcast, I'll bring you financial advisors, industry influencers, and highly successful entrepreneurs to give you innovative strategies designed for women. So get ready to learn how to get in front of the right people, get more ideal clients, and be able to grow your ideal business so you can live your ideal life. Welcome, welcome. I'm here with Julia Carlson and very excited, in fact, to have her here. So Julia has her own company at LPL and she has been in the industry and started this company back at age 23. Um, Her company is called Financial Freedom Wealth Management Group, LLC. She's the CEO. She is the founder. um, And she's been identified as an Investment News 2020 Women to Watch Honoree. She's been recognized Forbes uh, 2018 to 2020 as a top women wealth advisor. And from 2018 to 2021, Top Wealth Advisor Mom by Working Mom Magazine and Shook Research. There's a lot more here, Um, but I'm very excited because there's a lot of women. There are a lot of women in the industry who are still struggling. And then there are uh, a few token women who are killing it. And Julia is one of those. She's uh, north of 3 million. We won't say the exact numbers, but we know it's going to be pretty, pretty high this year as well. And more important than that, that she's been able to fire herself and build a team. She has a team of 15 and she's done all this organically without uh, acquiring other businesses, which is pretty amazing. So I want to talk about a little bit about the going from the hustle to really creating this, this freedom and being, being able to scale your business. So I know you got a good story here. So start with that. Like, tell us how did you kind of transition and why did you transition to, to kind of scaling to a, more of a becoming more of a business owner as opposed to the hustler financial advisor. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Robin. It's My good pleasure. to be here. Yeah, you know, I, I would say that that was forced upon me. <laughs> well, I was kicking and screaming, I'm sure. <laughs> so yeah, I think in the beginning, when you start out in this business, when I was 23, I was pounding the pavement. I was hustling. I I was passionate about helping others create financial independence and, and really ultimately helping me create financial independence. And, but you can only do so much based on me, based on you, based on self. And, uh, you know, I had a really big awakening, uh, when I was actually at a client event hosting my top clients appreciation event, and at the end of that event, I picked up my phone and saw all these text messages, missed phone calls. I learned that my daughter was uh, being life flighted at the moment. Uh, her, uh, she was traveling in a car actually with my parents and hit head on by a drunk driver. 
And uh, we, I got to the hospital, we stayed in ICU and it, it, she's okay now. So let's just get that out of the way. She is I'm, 18. I'm holding my breath here. <laughs> How old was she then? She was nine. Oh my God. Yeah. And what I discovered though, at that hospital, I, I never left her side. I was there physically, but I wasn't there mentally. I wasn't there emotionally. I was trying to run all aspects of my business. I was trying to make the trades. I made my assistant bring me my computer. I was returning phone calls. I was doing all the things I shouldn't be doing when my daughter is in ICU. And I left the hospital and came home and said, I want to be home with my daughter this summer. I do. I, I need to, this. She is my priority in getting her recovered. And, um, and I don't know if I knew it at the time, but I went on this journey to say, how do I make myself less relevant in my business? I, I was controlling all the different things because I thought I had to, because I was the only one that could do any of these things. No, that wasn't right. And so ultimately I went on this journey of, I still want to build this dream business that I have, but I, I have to show up better as a mom and, and, and be there in the way that I want to be and show up. And so I went on this journey of becoming a better business owner and ultimately what I call firing myself and which created scale and, and the magic that built to where we are today. Wow. That's amazing. Um, it's crazy how you could be forced into that. And it's, it's like, no one would ever wish that upon their worst enemy that that would happen. And there's always a silver lining and there's always something great that comes out of it. And I love even what you said at the beginning where you said, I, I was helping my clients create financial freedom, but I wanted to create financial freedom for myself, for me. Like I, I wanted to do that. And I think so, so many of us who you're in this business, you, you start a business, there's so much wrapped around the hustle, 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 especially with the male dominated industry. And, and so much of what is being taught is all activity based. Go, 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 go. I gotta, yeah. I gotta, you know, go to networking events. I got a cold call. I got to talk to war, you know, my war market friends and family. I got to do all this and it's all activity and it's all you. And if you can work hard enough for basically five to 10 years, you will not only survive in this industry, but you will do pretty well and then get to a point where you're comfortable. And since you're good at what you do, you'll get referrals and then you'll keep growing your business slowly, slowly. And unless there's something crazy like a pandemic or something like that, you'll probably keep growing and the market keeps kind of steadily going up. You're good, but you're not good because you're now relying upon you. And you can't scale to a point where you can truly have a real business. And even I have some clients who they have a hundred million under management and still are working weekends and working nights. And I'm like, seriously, like yeah. you wake up on January 1st and you already know you're going to make a million dollars. Like I wake up on January 1st and I got to do it all again. Like, I don't know how <laughs> you guys are so lucky, um, but still they're busting their butts. So how do you transition that without having a tragedy to convince you or to inspire you to do so? How do you start to get fire yourself and get yourself out of it so you can build a team and start to um, have more of a business versus a glorified, not so glorified job? <laughs> yeah, really, really good question. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, for me, it was starting to evaluate, evaluate what am I really good at? Like what, what do, what do I need to do for this to be successful? And at that point it was, you know, uh, running client appointments, 
uh, and uh, out there in the networking kind of rainmaking, like, you know, out there in the community and being involved. And so, you know, at first it's, it's as easy as a task of what, what can I say no to and, and who can I, who can I delegate to that can do this? And again, that's hard in the beginning because you are used to doing everything. Uh, but when you start thinking about um, my, what are my strengths? And then how do I surround myself with people that are the weaknesses? Because in the beginning, I hired everyone like me. And guess what? We had a really good time, <laughs> but, not, but it was chaos. <laughs> and so one of a really great hire for me was, I mean, you can get a couple people on board and it's easy to manage, but once you go beyond five or six people, it's like, it's, it gets complex and you need someone to kind of manage people if you're not the manager. And I was not the manager. I, I had to bring someone on pretty high level, which again, when you're paying a six figure salary, that's scary. But that was the very thing that I needed with his expertise of management and, and um, you know, running the team that helped elevate me into more client meetings, more speaking events, more community events, nonprofit boards that got us in an area that was what I love to do and, you know, helped others. Yeah. And I can absolutely relate to that. Um, there's a book, I think this is the one, I know it's the same author, but I'm trying to think if this is the the one I'm thinking. Have you read, um, I think it's called Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Rocket Fuel, is that the one that talks about there's, there's integrator. Area and integrator. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so yes. Oh, good. I'm quoting a book that I wasn't sure if it was the right book. <laughs> Sounds like me. Um, so Rocket Fuel is all about like, there's a visionary and there has to be an integrator. And I'm very much like you, I can tell we're the same, uh, a visionary. Cause we would, I already want to have cocktails with you and I don't even drink. Like that's how much <laughs> I like you. Um, so the visionary very much is, is, you know, forward thinking. This is like, I have the vision of what I want the business to look like. And typically is very good with the clients and client facing all that stuff. And then when it comes to managing, Oh my, I'm the worst at managing. I mean, I'm the worst. Um, and like integrating, like putting this, I just want to like talk high level and I'm actually a huge action taker, but when it comes to all the little intricacies and organizing everything and all the management stuff, like, I don't want to, I don't want to touch that. And so I also, I have a COO and she's amazing. She's actually been with me for the last five years and she does all the things that I don't want to do. And then we just hire all, like all the things you don't want to do. I have high, I'm hiring people, more and more people to do those things. Like I pretty much like rarely do things that one, I don't want to do and any, and anything I'm not good at anymore. Yes. And sometimes I get in that, you know, Oh no, put a fire out, whatever. But, um, you doing all the stuff that you're not good at is not helping anybody. And I, I always say, you know, make more money. My book is called make more money, help more people. So when it comes to creating a seven figure business, you have to take yourself out of the mix for all those things. And in order to, I mean, even be driven to create a seven figure business, you have to see that it's just going to impact so many more lives. So if you're trying to do everything, there's no getting there. There's no being able yeah. to create that. Yeah. Yes. And that's the thing that I had to be okay with. Cause I was trying to hold on to all the client relationships. And even that now we have a team of seven advisors that, that are very capable and helping people. And I can show up on a webinar once a month, I can show up uh, on social media. And so people still feel like they get me, but then the advisors, will actually do the day-to-day -day work with them and the, and the planning work with them. And they're probably actually a better advisor than me <laughs> because I'm 
you know, moving and shaking and thinking about the future. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, and the other thing about that too, is it we're, we are evolving creatures. And so what you delegate at one point in your career, now I'm going through it again. It's like, I'm feeling that time capacity and I'm thinking, all right, what do I have to start saying no to again? And so it's like this spiral evolvement and it's not just one and done. It's a constant movement of, okay, how do, how do I constantly free myself up? It's such a good question to ask. What do I have to say no to? Because most people are constantly wanting to say yes, especially women. And actually one of my mentors also told me that that completely shifted my mindset. And this was maybe a year and a half, two years ago. And he was like, Robin, every time you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to something else. And because yeah. we, I would just want to say, oh yes, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's do that. And especially Ashley, my CEO was like, uh, we, we don't have the capacity to do all this, like stop saying yes. But I realized like, I'm actually saying no to all the other things because I'm, then I'm not focused. Then I'm not clear. Then I have too many, too many balls in the air. So that's a great question. So if you're listening right now and you take on too much, I would definitely write that question down, put it up on your wall. What, what can I say no to? What should I say no to? What can I say no to today? Like what if every day you start saying no to something and we women tend to be over generous, always giving our time, putting everyone else first anyway, but in order for you to really contribute and put everybody else first, you first have to put yourself first. It's a little contradictory, <laughs> but it's true. Um, exactly. I want to I go back a step like to, here you are, your, your daughter got into a car accident and you're, you're rushed to the ICU. Where were you in your business at that time? Because you were forced to now find money to hire people, to uh, delegate, to fire yourself, take yourself out of the mix. Where were you financially? Because everyone listening is going to be like, well, yeah, I'll do that someday, but not yet. You know, I'm, I'm comfortable or I'm struggling or whatever the excuse is. And you don't need a tragedy to tell you to do this, but where were you that you figured out a way financially? Where were you before you? Kind yeah. Of so I, you know, our revenue was probably around 700,000 at the time. And I probably had two or three assistants uh, that I that I was um, paying uh, or you know sal- salaried assistants. Okay. And and I remember um, you know thinking about well what I did first is I, I I got a coach because it was like I don't know what I don't know and so I needed to invest in me and I knew that every time I invested in myself I leveled up. And so it's that accountability. It's that someone there that you can process stuff with. It's someone that can check you. And that was like, it's still to this day, I'm always like, what can I invest in myself? You know, I know. And also for the team, like when you look at hiring, it is scary. (laughs) And I don't think it's talked enough about where if you want to scale, grow past a million, there are going to be years where you make no profit and and you're not going to match up against the benchmarks that we all look at and say, Oh, someday I'll get to 35% net profit. Not, not then (laughs) because you're investing in your business and that ultimately those investments in those lean years is, is why we're where we're at today. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, 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 I remember I used to teach this and this is something I, I just had a, my event, my, my ladies are called FEMS, female empowered moneymakers, but we just had the event. We were talking about this and scaling what you need to do. And I always talk about, and, and I used to even say this on a webinar, but the first person you hire is a, is a coach or a mentor because 
Otherwise you don't know where the shortcuts are. You don't know the strategies. And now you have, if you free up your time, but you don't know what to do to get there faster. Now you're wasting human resources, not only, you know, your, your, the capacity and money. Um, and then second, you need an assistant. Like it's surprising to me how many people are running their own business without an assistant. Like how could you be running a business without an assistant? Yeah. But again, if you don't have the, the coach, the mentor, and then you have an assistant, like a lot of people get an assistant, you know, first off, that's fine, but then you have extra time and you don't know how to leverage that time and how to use it or how to tell them what to do. And then the third thing I tell them is then marketing, because then now we can grow and pay for the assistant and pay for all these things, pay for the mental. Now we can put by like kerosene on the fire. And then it starts to be, and those are usually the three I talk about, but then it's like, now if you're at a point where you're, you know, 500,000, you know, getting towards the million dollar mark. It's like, even before that, it's usually, it should be well before that you start hiring other people and you start thinking about, I love these questions. Like, what can I invest in myself? I, I also wrote down earlier, like who this is like, I think there's a book again. I'm who not how, okay. <laughs> who not how see, yeah. I, I quote books. I don't even remember what I read or what I hear about. Um, but it's all about like, who do I need here to like, help me get there faster. And we had a transition this year in our business where, you know, we had a big goal to double this year and which was like crazy kind of post pandemic to be like, okay, we're going to, we're going to go to double, but I just, I'm all about make more money, help more people. So I, if I'm not growing, I'm dying. I have to, I have to do that. Like we, and we can't like the big goal, the huge mission we have to increase the footprint of women in the industry to 50%. Like that ain't happening when I'm just making like little, millions <laughs> exactly. <laughs> even though they're nice. But so I was like, in, it was like mid-year and and I'm talking to my team and um, my COO, Ashley, who I mentioned, she was going over the numbers and she, like every time she went over the numbers, she sounded disappointed. Like we haven't reached our goal. Cause I said a big goal. Right. And then she's like, yeah. well, we're behind. And I'm like, you know, guys, we're like 40% above this year. We're doing awesome. And Ashley's right. That we, if we want to hit this number, we got to change. And the first thing I did was I was like, okay, who do I need to hire to get me there faster? Mm-hmm. And within that, like within one day, cause I'm a, I'm a quick action taker, but like within 24 hours, I basically like hired a ad agency. I had an ad like consultant, but I went, I'm like, I got to scale up faster. So I need more of an agency to get me on everything. Not just, not just Facebook, but on YouTube, on LinkedIn, all these things. And then I hired, um, a team to book me speaking engagements. Um, I, now I can't remember, but I hired, I mean, I basically, Oh, we're gamifying our tag channels. You said you've seen ads or gamified it. So actually it's ready to go. So like we have all these things. I just started, okay, who do I need to hire? And I'm like throwing money at the problem, but I'm happy <laughs> I know, it's because like, it's yeah, just, just rolling out the money, but it's like calculated because I'm like, Oh, there's no oh, a copywriter, $5,000 a month. So I'm just like, okay, we're just, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars just in one decision, just who else do do I need? Because if we need like some major revenue in the next six months, I'm like, we have to have help. And yeah. it's already ROI and we're already closer to our goal. And I, I think like, it's very possible, very possible. We might hit it, but based on that question, like, who do I need to hire to get me there faster? What can I invest in myself? Like you said, I think it's what and who can I invest in myself to get there? So we're like, are, you said you were at 700,000. I have a feeling a lot of people are going to be less than that, maybe listening. And some are going to be more than that. But when do you think is the right time to do it? Cause you were forced into it, but can you look back and be like, well, I should have done it sooner. And when could that have been? Because I know Gary V says, 
you know, that when you start thinking you need to hire people, it's already too late. Mm-hmm. You know, it should have been like, so like, well, before you think you need, and he, he will talk about starving yourself in order to grow the business and living at your parents' home in order to grow the business and then hiring more people to help you. But do you have a point in time where you're like, oh, I, I kind of think it would have worked if I did it this way, but I, I might've had to sacrifice a little bit for a time frame. Yeah. I mean, I, I always say kind of hire before you're ready. So same, same thing that what you just said, I, th- I think it's um, again, it goes back to what are you spending your time on? And, and if you are spending your time on paperwork, on trades, on sending money out, on scanning, on any of that stuff, it is time to delegate and elevate. Uh, hire someone to start doing all that stuff for you. And nowadays we live in a virtual world. So, you know, there's so many services that you can just, okay, I'm going to, you know, hire someone to do this for me. And it it takes courage to do that because you're investing in your dream and yourself. And oftentimes with our own head talk, you know, we're, we're the last person we want to invest in sometimes, unless we do have that outward, like, like you, you're, you're confident, you're taking a stand. We will get this industry to 50%, which I love that, that big goal and it's needed. And, but it, it also needs a big courageous move that goes along with it. Uh, and so we don't always get that in the beginning. Uh, oftentimes, confidence. We don't get confidence in the beginning. We get confidence after we go through and get the experience. And then looking back, we can say, oh yeah, of course I should have done that earlier. (laughs) So it's kind of that blind faith of taking that step and, and, and feeling, feeling the fear and doing it anyways. I think that's a book out there too. It's like just leaning into it when you're experiencing Fear, frustrations, complexities. I celebrate now when we have frustrations. It's like, we're going through this right now. It's like, we have to hire probably three more people in the next three months. Uh, And it's like, ah, things are happening again. It's like, but celebrate that. We don't celebrate our success enough to say, all right, this is clues that I need to pay attention here to then get to the next level. I think Tony Robbins says something like when you're frustrated, that means you're about to have a breakthrough, right? Yeah. It's like, and and it's true. It's like all this friction, all this friction, and then it, it breaks through. My feeling is that like you, you can't really make a mistake. If you're willing to take risk and invest in your business, there are no mistakes because everything's learning and that's kind of cheesy. But, but I do think the ROI always comes if you believe it's coming. Yeah. And I have, I mean, I can look back to people I've hired or, you know, companies I've hired to help us consultants or whatever. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I, I was a little disappointed with the immediate result. And that happens. Cause I, I'm like that. I get disappointed as I want everything yesterday. Um, but then I, then now that I have a little bit more vision and I've seen, you know, maybe six months or eight months or 12 months have gone by. I'm like, Oh, well, if had I not done that, at that moment, I would not have gotten this client or I had would not have put myself in this position to have this opportunity. And if you really look, you can see that every decision you make, especially the more risk you're taking and the more you're investing in yourself, it always pays off. I mean, yeah. it always does. Right. So it's yeah. like, all you got to do, you got to figure out how, like how to borrow from yourself, borrow from credit cards, borrow from, you know, loans, you know, whatever it is, like <laughs> SBA loans, whatever it is. But like, we can just find the money and you put it to work in the best way. You're not just like, I said, I was, I was joking. I'm throwing money at it, but like 
very calculated. Like I know I will get the ROI and that belief alone, I believe is getting me the ROI, but it's like the things I know will push the needle. Yeah. It's it's like, you got it, but you can't be doing stupid shit. Sorry. But like, that's, that's that's true. (laughs) Number one, like if you're scanning stuff and you're doing like you, you are, you are not the person that should be doing those things. And those things are, are different for everyone, but I would assume most business owners, there are kind of some themes like paperwork and all that nitty gritty stuff is, is probably not your best. Is there an exercise or anything that you teach or that you suggest as far as like how to know who to hire next and who's the first hire and, and who's the next hire, that type of thing. So they can say like, Oh, okay. First, let me write down everything I'm not good at, or, you know, what would you advise? Yeah. So we, um, so the, the, we have a, what actually it's from not rocket fuel, but same author of rocket fuel, uh, uh, did EOS and. Oh yeah. 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 And so the inside that there's an accountability chart he refers to, and there's actually someone in our industry that, that helps you build your foundation, your structure. Um, uh, so she, I, I actually hired her to help me build out our accountability chart or our, our, like, what are the roles and responsibilities? And that chart actually is a whole living document within our firm. And we are, we just worked on it this week for the third quarter. Like, okay, we're at capacity. We need to hire three people. Like, what are these positions? And so we're, we're constantly tweaking, um, that to, for forward momentum, like who do we, who do like, like our goals three years from now, like how do we need to look three years from now and how will this evolve? So it, it, it's hard to connect the dots looking forward, but like you just said, it's like, when you look back, you're like, ah, okay, I can, can see all the connections and, and how we're arriving here. So I guess that confidence helps you uh, you know, look forward and make decisions. And I think in general, it's a, it's a mindset shift depending on where you are in your business, like to really, truly become a business owner. And I mentioned that earlier, like versus a glorified job, but I I mean, for so many years, I was not a real business owner. And still today, there's so many things that I I would say, Oh, okay. I'm, I'm really not acting like a business owner. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm back in the grind you know, I'm doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And then there are those moments where I, I'm like, I'm, I'm truly thinking like a business owner. I'm looking at my business. I'm looking at the growth. It's not just a, a revenue goal. It's really about like, what does this mean? What do we want to do in this world and our company? And I, I think so many people, like they, they jump in, they love the industry. Most people who get, most women, especially who get in the industry, very passionate about helping people. And that's how I got in the industry. And that's why I love it so much. And then it was just like survival mode first. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, okay, well now I want to be in growth mode, but it's also, I mean, it goes back to the why, like what is driving you? And then how can you step back and, and start to think about how to grow this business in a very strategic way instead of the hustling way going back to like, okay, well, you know, thinking about who to hire. And I think one of the easiest things that, you know, if you can read that book EOS, like you said, Um, and if you're not ready to hire someone to in that position, you can start looking at, okay, what are the things we did like this quadrant thing? It's like, and I wish I can remember exactly, but it's basically, you know, what do I love to do? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then Mm -hmm. now I can't remember. Do you remember how that goes? So what are all the things that I I love to do? Right. Do you remember the love? It's like love and it provides energy. 
Okay. Meaning like that's your, that's your magic sauce. Like this is where Julia should operate. <laughs> then there's love or not love. And you're good at it. AKA compliance, right? I could do that. Oh gosh. Um, and then, I would not be good at compliance. <laughs> I'd be very uncompliant. Uh, not, not love, not good. And then I think the other one is good, good, but not okay, but or not good at it. Yeah. Okay. Something. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're we're really teaching this awesome. But um, you get the point. Look it up. Look it up. No, I think we do something slightly different. It was like I I love it and I'm doing it. Um, I love it and I'm not doing it. Like I should be doing it. And then I don't love it, but I'm doing it. So we want to cut that stuff out. Yes. And I'm not do like I I'm not or I don't love it and I'm not doing it, but it should be done. And so we need someone to do it. So it's like there's certain things you got to stop doing, and then certain things you gotta make sure to replace and have someone do like, if you're, you know, not doing sales calls and you expect to just like get clients or, you know, sales conversations like that, that, cause you don't love to do it. I mean, that has to happen. If you're not generating leads, I, I had someone who was very good at sales, but she was not very good at generating leads. And so someone either you got to do it, even if you don't love it, or you got to hire someone or, or find another way to get that done. So, um, yeah, that's the gist. You guys get it kind of whatever, like, but the gist is hire people, hire people and stop doing stupid shit. Like that's really the biggest takeaway. Um, bottom line, <laughs> bottom line, like, let's just tell you the truth, like stop doing stupid shit. So, um, any other, any other advice, any other, you know, big things to add, um, any takeaways they could just to remember, so they can get to the million dollar or $3 million mark someday. Yeah. You know, I would just, I would encourage the advisors that are starting, starting out, or maybe, you know, you know, coming up a hundred, a couple hundred in revenue and building, like, don't stop. <laughs> don't, I, I like to say, don't stop before the miracle happens. And oftentimes we do, and we shrink back into what feels comfortable, but living in that, living in that unknown or outside your comfort zone or however you want to say it, that is, that's like where all the exciting things happen and that's all the rewards happen there. And so it, it can be hard in the beginning, you know, it's like this roller coaster of the ups and the downs, but over time it evens out. And that's the thing I would hold, uh, is, is trying to get to that vision of what, what you want. And, and we're all different. We all want different things. Um, but it's, it's holding on to that vision of the, what my future will be and pull that, you know, have that pull you into it. Awesome. Awesome. And I, that, I just want to reiterate like the comfortable thing, like that's everything. I mean, if you have a solid business and you're like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm doing a couple hundred thousand and I'm getting, you know, referrals here and there, like, careful, first of all, <laughs> because it's not always just going to be smooth sailing, but that's when you need to move. That's when you need to do something differently. Like just being comfortable is like, it's, it's, it's mediocrity. If you have the ability and capability to make a million dollars a year, make a million dollars a year. If you have the ability to make 10 minutes, like I, I know this is just the beginning for me. Like there's so much more and it's not about the money. It's not about the money. Yeah. It's about the impact, but like when you're playing smaller, you're just getting comfortable. You're only doing so much in this world and we need, especially women. That's why I'm here. Like we need you to step up because this industry is lacking women and you playing small and you being comfortable. Like 
it ain't good enough, right? So I'm going to inspire you to step up outside your comfort zone, step up and, and step outside your comfort zone to, to do the things that aren't comfortable, do the things that are hard, do the things that seem scary and risky, um, because you won't sacrifice really anything. You won't sabotage anything. You'll just be able to grow and learn and become so much more. So awesome. Julia, where, where, do they, where can they find you? Uh, just Google, Google me, <laughs> just <laughs> Google me, Julia Carlson <laughs> at LPL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm on social quite a bit. Uh, I, I love to connect with other advisors over Twitter. Uh, you know, that I think I'm Julia Carlson, uh, on that. And then my company, like you said, is financial freedom wealth management group. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That's been, that's been, this has been a wonderful and great. I, I'm enjoying it. Um, so definitely check her out, follow her on social media and take some of these things on ladies. We need you to step up, baby. Uh, yes. So you can get huge results like this to build your million dollar business and, and make a bigger impact. Thanks so much. Are you getting all the quality prospects on your calendar that you'd like? If not, join us in the appointment generator challenge. Go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for free. We guarantee you'll get five quality appointments in five days if you follow this system and you can do it from online. You don't even have to pick up the phone. Whether you're just starting, whether you've been in the industry three to five years or even 30 years, this challenge will be perfect for you. Check it out, femalefinancialadvisors.com and register for absolutely free. Can't wait to see you there. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.